Mitchell. And finally, Jeff McNeil will be out of the Mets lineup on Thursday due to what the Metropolitans are calling heavy legs. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, let it rock. What is up, people? It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Welcome in to the sh- you know the the murky shocky waters of Studio Thirty Four here in the Shock Tank. It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. How you guys doing today? It is Thursday, July 25th. We're talking NFL. Camp has started. There's a ton of news around the NFL. Obviously, I'm not getting into all that, but we are talking team previews, and today is the last team in the NFC South before we move to the West, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who made a lot of you know notable changes this offseason. Uh, they're looking for a new regime there, rebuilding in Tampa. So let me introduce my guys first. My guys. My guy. Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, what is up, my dude? Hey, Chris, how you doing? Talking about one of my favorite offseason teams to talk about, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, seems to be a lot of people's favorites. They, they're rolling on the hype train right now, but we'll get into it. What, uh, what's up, George Kurtz, my man? What's up, guys? Good afternoon. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna win. Jameson Winston's going to determine my fate in both my home leagues. Wow. Wait, so you... Why would Jameis Winston determine your fate in both your home leagues? Keeper league. And he's in both uh, Superflex leagues, and I'll be keeping Jameis Winston in each league. I think he's an eighth-round pick and one ninth round in the other, so it's an easy choice to keep him. He has a good mm-hmm. season, six points for a touchdown pass in each league. I'll do well. He bombs or gets replaced, and I'll be looking forward <laughs> to fantasy hockey. <laughs> you better draft a good backup quarterback. Um, Damn right. How much is a pick in that league? Right. How much is a pick? What do you mean? Uh, interception. Oh, well, one scoring. Uh, What's the fantasy scoring? Minus one for a pick, minus two if it's returned for a touchdown. Minus one for a pick. So that's good for a Winston owner. I mean, now I see why. Because, like, six points passing touchdown, he could easily throw 30-plus. He's got that upside. And he throws a lot of picks. So, (laughs) you know, minus one ain't bad. Usually it's minus two most leagues. So that's good. I like that right there. Eighth, ninth round keeper. Um, We will get into Tampa Bay. Uh, but the hype train is real. By the way, who, who, I'm sorry? All right, we lost George. I was going to say, George, n- nice Tampa Bay Buccaneers-type shirt he had over there with the palm trees and uh, the collared <laughs> powder try, blue you know, shirt, George. I wish, I wish I could say I did that on purpose. I did not. Yeah. It just happened to be uh, to work out. Uh, it's my tribute to Magnum P.I. I don't know. Uh, I like it. I like it. It's dope. You go if you go to the Caribbean. That's a shirt you wear. That's classic. It sounds almost like it's a tribute to Magnum P.I. and Kojak. <laughs> you know, because you got know, the shirt for Magnum P.I. You got the bald head for Kojak. There you Actually, go. It's not a not a. I do have hair up here, Jim. I just it's so blonde <laughs> you really can't see it. Uh, I never really watched Kojak, uh, Jim. Uh, I I was a big Starsky and Hutch guy back in the seventies. I I rarely watched Kojak. I don't even remember when it was on. I, mean, I think I saw a couple of late night episodes when it would be on around midnight on Channel Two. But you know, uh, who I, I loves, always who had a thing for lollipops. I like a lollipop. Well, Kojak I like lollipops. lollipops. I always you had did. a thing for lollipops. You guys are talking. Went to my high school. 
You're talking way before my time. I have no idea what's going on right now. But you never heard of Kojak? I heard of Kojak. Or I've never Kelly seen. Is the music apparently? No, that's Magnum. Oh, okay, see, that's Magnum. I don't know. You don't know the music to Magnum? That that's just scary. I know. It's disrespectful. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should know these things. I mean, listen, I I don't really watch a ton of TV, and I don't know. You know, Seinfeld is probably the oldest show I know. You know oh, what I mean? Let's not start this again, please. <laughs> Well, let's start some football. Let's start some football talk. This is a football show. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. What is up? We are talking Tampa Bay Bucks, but let's talk news and notes. Uh, one of the the ones I like the most here right now, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing QB competition, Washington Redskins. It looks like uh, it's a full-blown competition uh, at quarterback for the, for the Washington Redskins between Haskins and uh, Keenum. What, you know, we've been talking about this a little bit. What do you what do you think, George? Uh, Keenum has a shot to win this job now that it seems like it's up in the air. I don't know how much I believe it's up in the air. First off, but yeah, I think he's got a shot to win it. It's a rookie quarterback. What if Winston looks terrible in camp? You know, he's not figuring out the offensive system. Can't figure out the playbook. Can't hit his receivers. Uh, nervous. Every, everything you you could possibly think of for a rookie quarterback. So I do think it's a competition. But in the end, I I don't if it's even. It's Haskins. If it's a little below even, it's Haskins. I think Keenan would have to vastly outplay him in camp. I think it's it for a couple of reasons. One, I think Schneider wants Haskins. He wants to uh, reinvigorate the franchise, get the fans all excited. And two, I think we all know how far Keenan's going to take you, which is not very far. You know, he's going to get you uh, maybe if everything goes well, you get to seven, eight wins. Haskins has a chance to do more than that. Uh, so I, I think it's – I'd be surprised if it's not Haskins. Like I, said, I think he had to fall pretty close – pretty much fall on his face in training camp or Keenan just to light it up. I think they want to go with Haskins, and I don't blame them. Because, once again, I don't think, I don't think Washington's a very good team. Yeah. I don't think even, even Haskins not going anywhere anyway, so you might as well get the rookie blues out of the way. Yeah, I understand that side. I also understand the side of just maybe the Redskins' offense is not very good overall, and throwing him into that type of fire might be tough kind of like a Rosen in uh, Arizona last year, and that could completely shatter a kid's confidence. But, hey, gotta, you got to buck up. You know, I mean, listen, they well, drafted you there, for wait, a reason. There's another, there's another point to take into account here, and that's the opening schedule of the Redskins, uh, which is basically at the Eagles, against the Cowboys, against the Bears, at the Giants, and then against New England in those first five weeks. You know, that that's a tough, Brutal, tough yeah. opening you know, start to the season for them, and they may very well just let him sit for those games and watch and, you know, see what Keenum's doing wrong. So he maybe doesn't do it right, doesn't do it wrong in week six against the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let the boy soak it in a little bit. Let him soak in some knowledge, uh, get his feet wet a little bit, uh, see what's going on with the rest of the team, learn the playbook, make sure he's ready to go in there and, uh, you know, at least show some semblance of, of confidence and uh, efficiency out there. So, uh we got one minute before the break here. I just want to sit, go into the Tampa Bay Bucks with Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said Chris Godwin will never come off the field. Like this guy needed even more hype. Like Chris Godwin needed more hype on top of this. Like this is probably the most hype wide receiver I, I've seen in 2019. Uh, when, it, when it comes to, obviously we know all the great wide receivers. They're always hyped. But when you're talking about kind of like mid-tier wide receivers, Godwin I think is the most hype. I haven't seen one person say anything negative about this guy yet. We'll get into it. We're coming to the break. Jim Day, George Kurtz, it's your boy, the closer, Fantasy Football Frenzy. We'll be right back.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This is some gritty, classic gym day stuff. Like it, love it. So we're talking Tampa Bay Bucks. Last year they went five and eleven. Not a very, not a very good record. Came in last place in the division. That's why we're talking about them last. And they made a lot of changes this year because they needed to. Uh, you know, it was kind of a sloppy mess last year. They're playing, uh, you know, basically musical chairs with the quarterbacks. Fitzpatrick and Winston. Fitzpatrick's now gone. Deshaun Jackson's gone. He's now on the Philadelphia Eagles, back to the Philadelphia Eagles where he started. Um, and they lost Humphreys, Humphreys to the Titans. But we were talking. Chris Godwin, Bruce Arians says he will be on the field, will, will never come off the field. Uh, and this is a guy who's being absolutely hyped beyond belief this year. He's going around the fourth round. He's going as like wide receiver 20 around there, sometimes even higher. A lot of people are taking him before a lot of those guys uh, in the teens. So Godwin this year is going to replace and absorb a lot of targets. Yeah, he had a good season last year, 95 targets. I believe he had 50-somewhat catches, seven touchdowns, 800-something yards, almost 900 yards. So the hype train is real. Uh, whole new coaching staff. You got Bruce Arians, another hype thing uh, coming in for this Tampa Bay Bucks team that they're going to air it out with Bruce Arians. They don't really have a running game that's great yet keyword yet hashtag free rojo uh and you know arians he brings over offensive coordinator byron leftwich who was a pretty good quarterback for the jags and, and other teams back in the day uh and, and then you have defensive coordinator uh former head coach of the new york jets for the past few years uh becomes a defensive coordinator for the bucks todd bowles so this coaching staff is getting hyped this team's getting hyped offensively in terms of fantasy Jim, uh, what do you make of, of all these changes? Are you on the hype train? I am absolutely on yeah. the hype train, but that's because I'm a big Bruce Arians guy. I've always liked Arians. I, I like what he does to offenses. Um, and look, let's face it. We're t talking about fantasy. I don't care about anything else except what this offense is going to do, what these players' fantasy value is going to be. And I think Arians amps that up tremendously. He's had he has history with Winston. He coached at Winston a long time ago when he was younger, uh, on you know before getting to the NFL stuff like that. So he knows him. He thinks he can make him better. Uh, you know I'm willing to believe in that. He did a great job with Carson Palmer in Arizona, and I think he's going to do the same thing here. Uh, will they win a lot more games? Probably not. The defense is still very iffy, uh, although they did use most of their early draft capital on defense, so hopefully those players can step in and make a big difference in the first place. But yeah. as fantasy owners, we really don't want them to. Uh, we want this defense to be bad. We want these guys to have to throw the ball all over the field to keep themselves in games. That's what we're looking for out of this offense. And, you know, you got a quarterback that likes to throw deep, and, you know, 
you got a couple of guys that can do that. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a, a fantasy setup team here, George. Um, they're set up for airing it out. You want their top two wide receivers. You want that big tight end. And we'll get into all that. Uh, one issue here on this, some issues on this offensive uh, on this offense, and it is the offensive line. Uh, offensive line currently coming into the season ranked 24th according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, lots of question marks on this O line. Uh, you know, the left tackle Donovan Smith. Yeah, that that's the question mark. That's a bit, yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's Donovan rough. Smith. You know, I I I don't understand why they didn't make some kind of move. He has been terrible. Um, you know, he's just been terrible for them. I can't believe they didn't really want to go out and make a, a move here with them. And uh, just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it at all. This to me would have been one of the things I absolutely wanted, wanted to upgrade. Now, maybe they're hoping they can do it still in free agency as more cuts are made during training camp and preseason, and they'll still bring somebody in. But if not, that's definitely a concern. Yeah. I mean, at this point, whoever you're bringing in though is, you know, it isn't going to be someone that's much better. I don't think at this well, point. Well, you don't. You, no, no. See, you can't say that because some sometime a team is set at the position, and they don't really need to to carry that extra dollar amount on their contract. And you know, you'll see guys get cut, um, not so much because they can't play the game, but yeah. because the teams don't need to carry their big contracts if they have somebody in front of them that will do the job anyway. So yeah. you know, there are times when guys fall out just for that reason. Or, you know, or they're just not a good fit for the offensive mentality of the coach on the team at the time. So you can't just say that guys drop from here on out can't, can't help another team. We see it all the time. I mean, yeah, they can help another team. You're right. Uh, I'm saying I don't think they're going to be anything, you know, really good or an, up- can't be worse. an upgrade uh, per se. But you're right. I mean, uh, you, normally, like a lot of times you see – You'll have the younger guy. They have a young guy, maybe at left tackle team, and they let go of the older guy who's been pretty good, or maybe he's fading a little bit, and maybe they could get someone like that because this offensive line is is you know really sketchy. The only guys, Ali Marpet, left guard, right tackle Demar Dotson, those guys are pretty good. Uh, Ryan Jensen in center, pretty good, uh, but the right guard Caleb Bananich. And uh, Donovan Smith, left tackle, the most important position, Jameis Winston's blindside. George, are you worried that this offensive line, and they weren't good last year either, uh, are you worried about them? And do you, does that you know, make you worried about Jameis or even the running game, which we'll get to later? Well, you have to be worried about it. Right? Offensive line is uh, extremely important, and it's not very good, and they have holes there. Am I worried about Jameis? Uh, you're always worried about taking the big hit, you know, and maybe that's why he throws him at deceptions because he knows he has to rush the pass. He knows he has to get the ball out or he's going to get creamed. That's uh, certainly not the only reason he throws at deceptions, but it's probably one of them. Uh, when, I, when it comes to Jameis, I worry more about it, will, there become, will there become a time where Tampa's like, all right, that's it, we're done. You know, he, it's just not going to work out. I worry about that more than anything else with him. Uh, the running game is where I probably worry more about the offensive line. If they're not opening up holes, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. As Jim mentioned earlier, if they're trailing by 31 points, they're not going to run the ball anyway. And we do expect this team to have issues as far as trailing in games. They aren't that good a team, especially on defense. Uh, their schedule is – it's not for the, the teams they play. It's more of a fact – I think they're away from Tampa Bay for six weeks at one point. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have their London game in there, then they're on the road. It's, it's wow. Uh, not the nicest uh, schedule as far as where they play 
uh, this season either. So I think there were a lot of issues in Tampa Bay. That being said, fantasy-wise, I certainly lean towards the past. You know, Winston, Evans, Godwin, Howard, uh, more than I do the run game there. I, I think they're going to have to throw the ball left and right because they will be behind. Arians likes to throw. He likes to throw the ball deep. Arians will tell you. It's okay to throw some interceptions because he wants to throw the ball deep. Yeah. So if the offensive line can just hold up a little bit, you know, give him that extra second to throw the ball deep, you know, they'll be better. But then again, let's face it, if you're down points, the defensive linemen aren't even worried about the running game. They know where Winston's going to be. They're going to pin their ears back. They're going to go after him. It makes for an interesting mix. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, he likes to throw the ball deep. Winston's the perfect quarterback to sling it. He could absolutely sling it. Uh, deep and do that stuff, but here's the. This is what this team reminds me of a little bit. The New York Giants uh, a few years back when we drafted Evan Ingram in the fir- in the first round. Uh, we had uh, Brandon, was it Brandon Marshall? We had Odell Beckham. We had you know Sterling Shepard. We had all these receivers. We had no running game to speak of. I think Paul Perkins was at at the top of our de- depth chart at the time. Uh, our offensive line was in shambles. It wasn't really addressed. Uh, we were still we still had what's his what's his name at left tackle, uh, our first round bus pick, who is now off the team somewhere else. So I just think that they they're built similarly to this team. And the Giants were hyped up. Oh, they're going to be this high flying. You know, these receivers are going to go off. Odell's going to go. Eli's going to have a nice little year in terms of yardage and everything. But that team completely fell apart because the offensive line couldn't protect Eli whatsoever. We couldn't run the ball whatsoever. And when you can't run at all and you can't block and you have a sitting duck quarterback, which Jameis Winston is closer to being than he is a running quarterback, it's a scary proposition. Your team could be, like, you could be anemic offensively if none of that okay, works. Okay, wait, wait. I, I got to throw a little interjection sure. here. In Before the, the break, quick. Of, yeah. this, this offensive line wasn't any better last year, and the two quarterbacks combined were the number five quarterback on the season. Yeah, it took them combined to do that. <laughs> No, no, no. They, they still threw a ton of picks. in the game, they were putting up big numbers either way. Mm-hmm. But if you if you combine them to add up all their games, which equals one full season for anybody else, mm-hmm. they were the number five quarterback. Yeah, well, we'll see. Jameis is on his own this time. But we'll be right back. Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, well, all right to Jim Day, baby, Jim Day Studio. You want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the New York Giants minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive nine times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter promo code grid 
and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See websites for details. There you have it. SportsGrid.com. Go check it out. All the content you need. Um, fantasy football, sports betting, everything you need for the 2019 season. So, talking Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, we spoke about the coaching staff, whole new coaching staff, being hyped. Um, the team, like Jim said, in the draft, addressed the defense heavily, drafted Devin White with their first pick, someone I wanted for the Giants very badly, but, of course, we took Daniel Jones. Um, so, now... Let's see how that works out for yeah, us. Yeah, I know. That was what? my twin. <laughs> what are we doing? All right. So, yeah, I mean, listen, the team obviously looking to go in, in the right direction. They're a very uh, appetizing fantasy team. The defense is, is young, but it's obviously not that good yet. But we want that in terms of the fantasy assets. So let's get into them. They weeded out all the guys they didn't want on offense. And who's left? Obviously, their number one wide receiver for a long time. Let's talk about their bread and butter in fantasy, which is Mike Evans. That's the first Tampa Bay Buck coming off the board in drafts. Uh, he is currently going as wide receiver nine, I believe. Uh, wide receiver eight. He's going in that late second, maybe early third, depending on your draft uh, in PPR formats. And last year, he ended up as wide receiver nine in PPR formats. So Mike Evans this year. Is he a is he a guy that you're absolutely fine with taking late second, early third? Would you even reach earlier in the second, George, to grab a guy like Mike Evans? Uh, you know, if you see him on the board, I certainly like him in the early third. If I get him in third round, I'm I'm pretty happy there. Assuming I did well, at least I think I did well with my first two round picks. I think in most drafts he'll go around that number twenty overall range, eighteen to twenty four, which is mid to late second round here. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm taking Adams, Hopkins, Thomas, Jones, Beckham, Tyreek Hill. Probably Brown, and then he becomes right there with Smith Schuster for me, who I have some doubts about because uh, the, the change to a number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, you know, same type of receiver. I think I like Evans better than those two. I have my, I have him ahead of those two. I have a number eight on my list. They're in the same tier, so mm-hmm. it's really uh, once again splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. What uh, what you like more? I just think Tampa is going to have to throw the ball an awful lot. You know, Evans does have sometimes the problem of actually catching the ball, drops a lot of passes. Mm-hmm. I always find that odd for a receiver who has problems catching the ball. But other than that. The opportunity is going to be there. I think it's going to be there a lot early and often. They've got to throw the ball an awful lot here. I like Evans a whole bunch this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, he, did you say you would take him above uh, Antonio Brown? Did, did you say that, or you said Antonio Brown first? I, I said Antonio Brown first. I have Antonio yeah. Brown at seven, Evans at eight. Yeah, yeah. So I would probably take Brown first, but I, I have some nervousness about Brown. Derek Carr, Oakland, let's see how things work out. You know, I have some worries there as well, but Antonio Brown's really, it, it's hard not to take. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's going to, the key is he's going to get a ton of volume in Oakland. And, you know, you know he's a great wide receiver, great hands, runs great routes, gets separation, exactly what you want from a safe, solid wide receiver one. And I think Antonio Brown is that. I'm with you. Evans is a little behind that for me. But, uh, you know, listen, he's a, as consistent as they come in terms of being on the field, uh, you know, played all 16 games last year, 2017, 15 games, 2016, 16 games. Uh, he gets, you know, 130-plus targets every season uh, and maybe even more to come. Uh, the receptions aren't on the level of those 
top-tier guys who get 100-plus a lot of times, uh, he's never broke 100 receptions. Uh, 96 was the most he's had in 2016. Last year, at 86. The year before that, he had 71. Uh, and, you know, always breaks 1,000 yards receiving. Last year, had the most yardage in his career by a long shot with 15-24 and eight touchdowns. The year before that, he only had five touchdowns. The year before that, he had 12 touchdowns. So he was all over the board, but obviously touchdowns are a volatile thing from year to year. But he's a six foot five, 230-pound wide receiver. He's like Uh-oh, a gigantic a tight guy. end. He's a freak. Yes. And you think, stop I, drooling. And you think stop I'd love drooling, him. I'm getting, I'm getting passionate. I'm getting passionate well, about stop it. Stop drooling, buddy. <laughs> Dude, no, listen. Actually, he's one of the guys, the freaks, that I don't really like as much. Uh, I mean, I just feel like. Sometimes that mustache tickle you a little too much? No, it's just that I feel like he has these years and games where he's just he, he's not around. Uh, like 20, 2017, 71 catches, 1,001 yards, five touchdowns. That's not a wide receiver one. That's not wide receiver one numbers. Last year absolutely exploded, obviously. He has the capability. He just worries me a little bit. There's a bunch of other guys I would like to take before him as a safe, comfortable wide receiver one. I'd be ecstatic with Evans as a wide receiver two, obviously. Uh, and I, that's where I really want to get him. Uh, and what about you, Jim? Mike Evans, all over it, same thing? Are, are you are you worried about anything at all with him or same old it's Mike Evans? It's not so much I'm worried about him. Like George said, if he if he falls into the third round, I, I'll take that shot. Uh, don't really like him as much in the second round. Like he said, that 2017 year kind of threw his numbers off, but you, you saw that what his floor could really be. And I wouldn't want to invest that heavily in him and get another season like that. Now, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I just don't. I think this team is going to put up a lot of points again, a lot of fantasy points. They're going to throw the ball a ton. I think Mike Evans is going to be fine and should be right in that range. But I do seem to find that I trust the other guys around him a little bit more most often. And, uh, I, you know, on this team, there's a couple of guys I like, but I like them more because they represent value where they're being drafted. Right. Great point. Evans, I think the value is not bad or anything where he's going. I think he's about where he should be going. Uh, but there's better value in a guy like Chris Godwin, who I want to get into next. Uh, talk about this highly hyped passing attack, Bruce Arians. And Godwin is the, the hype guy this year at wide receiver. Last year at 95 targets, 59 catches, 842 yards, and seven touchdowns. Nice season. 95 targets, though. My question to you, George, is how how many tar- how much of an increase of targets do you think that Godwin's going to get this year? I know Deshaun Jackson's out of the picture. Humphrey's out of the picture. Uh, I, obviously, I think Howard's going to get a tick. O.J. Howard, the tight end, is going to get a tick up in targets, a pretty nice chunk. Uh, you would think Evans would stay relatively the same. Uh, and then, you know, really, after that, you got Brashad Perriman, so you don't think he's going to take much. How many targets? He had 95 this year. How many do you think he's going to have this year? And is he going to be this... Is the hype real? Is he going to live up to this hype? Is the hype real? Well, it's gone pretty much. Ever since Arians made that comment with him not coming off the field, you know, people think he's going to be you know, the next great thing here. Uh, I think he's going to get more targets. I do. You, you actually already named the reason why. Deshaun Jackson's not there. They went cheap on his replacements. They didn't really get an, an, another number three. Yeah. You know, Humphreys was a nice little slot guy. Or, or when he played the outside and Godwin played the slot. You know, he was a nice guy to have there. They don't have that anymore. And Winston seems to like throwing to Godwin. So he had 95 targets last year. I can see it coming to 115, 120. And that's a significant increase. You know, I told you that's almost a 33% increase if he gets to 120. So I, I can see that happening here. Godwin is somebody I like as well. 
But uh, I'm glad I'm not drafted. I don't think I have another live draft now for a couple of weeks. I'm hoping the hype calms down then because I think if I drafted right now, I wouldn't be getting Godwin because there's just too much talk about him. Yeah, yeah. he's going right now. Looks like like in the fourth round, you know, he's getting high. You could get him in the fifth. It depends on the draft. But like a lot of drafts I'm seeing is fourth round, sometimes way before a lot of guys you would expect to go before him uh, because of the hype. It's kind of killing his value for me. I don't want to invest too highly into this guy. What do you think, Jim Day? Well, look, I I agree. I think he's going to be – he's going to have a much better season, I do believe, in the slot running with them. You know, Arians does a lot of work through the slot. He loves to get those guys involved. Plus, he said he, he's not only just going to run the slot, they're going to run him outside as well. So that's why he's saying he's going to be on the field all the time because, you know, they don't have to keep him in the slot. They can put him on the outside when they need him. Mm-hmm. But right now, again, like you just alluded to, he's coming off the board before guys like Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, um, you know, guys like really, that. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, that you know, I might look at a PPR. I might take him over Calvin Ridley just because Calvin Ridley, I think, is still going to be touchdown dependent. He's not really a guy who's going to accumulate catches every single game, whereas Godwin could be that nice, steady guy who who's catching five, six passes every single game mm-hmm. uh, and getting you those kind of numbers. But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't take him over Lockett. I couldn't take him over Cup at this point. Um, and, you know, it's just the hype may be too big. He may live up to it. But I just think that the, the draft spot is a little too high for me right now. Yeah, I agree. I think we're all in agreement there. I mean, a lot of people I know, fantasy experts too, you know, uh, even here in the network say that, you know, they're still willing to go grab him in the fourth. It's a guy they're really targeting and they like. Yeah, and I, it's completely understandable. Uh, it's just hard for me to invest in him as a wide receiver two right now. I'm not completely comfortable with that. Uh, I would love it as a wide receiver three, obviously, but a wide receiver two, I'm looking more for guys like Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, maybe I would take Mike Williams. I think before uh, Godwin at this point. Like I just, there's other guys I like more and trust more as a wide receiver two. Guys who have a, a better pedigree also that are, that are going sometimes even behind. Like you said, Cooper Cup, even though coming off the injury, the guy was consistent as they come when he was playing. So Godwin right now, wide receiver 20 uh, in ADP according to uh, NFFC and other websites. So he's right in that end of the wide receiver two tier. Uh, if you're on that train, grab him. I mean, you know, there's a good possibility this team is going to go through Evans and Godwin. They're going to have huge monster years, but there is risk involved, so be warned. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about the running backs, Jameis Winston, and the rest. Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer. Fantasy Football Friends. We'll be right back, baby. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. We are back, Fancy Football Frenzy. It is Thursday, July 25th. 
With the crew, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Venture here. Broken Tampa Bay Bucks. And uh, this Bruce Arian squad, everybody's hyped about the passing attack on this team. And we're going to move over to the third guy in this passing attack that, you know, we're all hyped about. I personally am more hyped about this guy than I am Chris Godwin. I think he's going to have the big breakout year and be worth the, you know, the value where you're taking him. That is O.J. Howard, uh, who's going to be, you know, the pass-catching tight end. Now, I don't think we're going to see much of Brait taking away targets from him. Uh, and I, I think this is the reason why they didn't get a, wire, a, a notable wide receiver three. They got Brashad Perriman, you know, in free agency. George alluded to it. And I think Howard is the wide receiver three, but I think he'll end up being more like the wide receiver two on this team. I think he's going to have an absolute great year. Last year, had 48 targets, 34 receptions, 565 yards on 48 targets. That's 16.6 yards per reception for a tight end and five touchdowns. He had six the year before in his rookie year. So I think this is the breakout season, uh, and it's all looking to accumulate at the right time with Bruce Arians coming to town. Uh, Jim, what do you think? O.J. Howard this season, he's going as that top six tight end. There's tier one with the top three and Kelsey Ertz and Kittle. And then the next tier of the three is Ingram, Hunter Henry, O.J. Howard. Looks like Howard is tight end four or five. Are you okay with that? That's like round six or seven. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm still, most of the time, still not drafting him um, in that range. But I'm not drafting any of that tier in that range just because Mm -hmm. I like guys I can get later. But I'm not against any of them. I, I agree that that's a good solid tier. I think all three of those guys could put up good seasons this year. Uh, you know, Ingram has done exceptionally well when uh, Beckham wasn't on the field. And I think that trend continues, even though they got Golden Tate there and Sterling Shepard. I think Ingram's still going to be a big, bigger part of that passing game. Yeah. Uh, and Hunter Henry has always been a red zone threat when he's on the field, if he can stay healthy. And we know Philip Rivers likes to throw to him. So I think all three of those guys are in line to have a good year if they stay healthy and on the field. And, you know, Howard has to deal with that, too. He, he was on a great season last year until a high ankle sprain knocked him out of the last six games. But, you know, this is a guy that has all the talent in the world. He can really stretch the seams. And that's another point that Arians loves to do. He loves to stretch those seams, yeah. you know, get the outside guys to pull the defense away to the out, outer limits. And then stretch the seams with your your big tight end, and that's what they're going to do with Howard. I think they're going to do it a lot too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like the only way Howard right now doesn't become a, a top five tight end in 2019 is if once again he's hit with injury because he missed portions of the season last year because of injury. He barely played in ten games and still had almost 600 yards receiving. Ended up as tight end 14 in PPR, playing you know barely ten games. So. Uh, you know, the talent, the athleticism uh, as a pass catcher, the size, 6'6", 250. Uh, that whole draft class, Ingram, Howard, even Njoku this year, all of them being hyped. All, uh, Njoku could be a breakout this year. Ingram already, I feel like, broke out, but could even add to that ceiling. Uh, and he's my go-to target tight end this year. I think that's where I want to live between Ingram, Hunter Henry, and O.J. Howard all day in drafts. Uh, George, how do you feel about O.J. Howard Heading into 2019, you're okay with the price tag? Willing to take him in like the sixth round or, or seventh round? I'm more with Jim here, and it has nothing to do with Howard or Ingram or uh, Hunter Henry. I like them all. But it, you're, you're forced in drafts to make an interesting decision. Yeah. Because if you don't want to draft Kittle, Kelsey, Ertz in the second or third round, you know, do you want to draft one of the next, the next tier? The Henry, Ingram, Howard, 
in round six, in round seven. I, I generally prefer to wait. Uh, I'd rather take on a Joku, maybe an Ebron there. I understand I'm not getting the same type of player. I'm very high on Vance McDonald this year. Yes. I think he might end up being the number two receiver in Pittsburgh uh, after uh, Juju. But uh, you know, there's oh, a drop and, and Moncrief. Oh, Moncrief. I love too, yeah. No, I'm not big on Moncrief. <laughs> Look at that face. Of course, George nothing. Is making, <laughs> George I, is I, making that face again. I, I, played, I played that game before with Moncrief, man, <laughs> believing in him. And, you know, no, that's maybe it's a personal it. thing for me. Yeah, I think I've, I've had enough. Let it be someone else's problem. But I say a tight end is it's tough because if you pass up on Ingram, Howard, Henry, there's a drop off after that. Yeah. Do you believe in Cook in New Orleans? Delaney Walk, can he stay healthy? You know, uh, I'd really want McDonald and Joku if I'm going to wait till round nine, round ten. Hope they're still there. But uh, I, I do have quite a few shares of Howard. It's in keeper leagues. It's in dynasty leagues. The Scott Fishbowl, which is different because you get the extra bump of tight ends. So I went tight end heavy in that league. But like Jim, I think I'll end up waiting in a majority of redraft leagues on tight end. It's just what I normally do. I want to, Once again, I want to load up on running backs, load up on wide receivers. It's why I wait on tight end. It's why I wait on quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- but that, that being said, if you're in a particular draft and you get to that sixth, seventh round and you're looking at the players available and nobody really strikes your fancy, you know, make the move. Take the tight end you want. Don't, don't slouch off of it just because we say we wouldn't take them there. You know, the, every draft is going to be different, and you'll find yourself in drafts where you're in the sixth or seventh round and you're looking at players available, and none of them are really the guys that you've been looking for. Go ahead and make that jump. Take that tight end then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I was going to say uh, right after George there. I know normally I usually wait nah, nah, on tight nah, ends. Nah, nah, I beat you to it. I know, because, no, well, the thing is, I was going to say, you said don't listen to us, but I am definitely diving into that area of tier two of tight end. And I never usually do that. That's what I was going to say. Well, that's why you don't win. No, I win. Don't worry about it. I, I always have good records. <laughs> so, listen, I did three best ball drafts already, and I've been living in that area. Usually I wait for tight end like you guys. And if I, if I oh, miss. you did three already? Yeah, only three. Wow. Um, <laughs> if I miss on those earlier tight ends, I'm with you. I'll take Njoku, Vance McDonald. There are some decent tight ends to be had over there, but they're still big risks. Like you said, the drop-off is big after the Ingram, t- Henry, and Howard here. And I just think those guys are all pretty much can't miss at that point. And I'm willing to go sixth, seventh round and take one of those guys this year. It's one of the only years I'm ever really doing that. Uh, I'm just into it. And I think that tight end, it's not like quarterback where you have a ton of quarterbacks and you can wait forever and still get a great quarterback. It's really, it's, it's hard. It's very volatile, the position. Those top six are, I feel like, way ahead of everybody behind them. And I'm not going to pay for the top three. So, that area, that tier two area is a good spot to draft tight end. Let's move on to the running backs of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before that, you know, you guys rushed over him, but I got to tell you, he's one of my sleepers on the year, and that's Brashad Perriman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not, I am absolutely not kidding. First okay. of all, he, he started to show a little bit at the end of the year with Cleveland last year of him starting to get it. Uh, maybe it took him just a little bit longer to get it. Maybe he didn't. But, you know, they, they've talked him up in OTAs, um, you know, and how good he looks. The good thing about it is he's fast. He can take the top off of defense mm-hmm. at any time, just what Arians wants him to do. And look how, look how successful, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson was in that role. Now, granted, most of that was with, uh, with Fitzpatrick throwing, not with Winston. For some reason, those two did not gel. Uh, so far, it seems from all the beat writers that have been writing about it, that Perryman and Winston do have a rapport together. 
And he likes the fact that Winston, that Perriman can get down the field as quickly as he does. So don't, you know, he doesn't cost you a damn thing to take a last round flyer on Bashad Perriman. But if he hits in that deep role for them, he could be putting up some nice points for you, especially in best ball leagues when you don't have to try and figure out when to start him. Yes, best ball, Jim. I mean, I feel like he's, uh, you know, uh, just a a poor man's, uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson, and you're taking a big risk because he's also been injured throughout. You're not his taking career. any risk. You're, you're getting him in the twentieth round, twenty first round. By, I'm, you're right. You're getting him for free. But I mean, he this guy could go down at any moment. He might just be a complete bust and give you nothing. Now that's why you're getting him where, where you could get him. You probably don't even have to draft him really. Uh, but you're right. I get that. Well, they the want to go downfield. But you can't get him in a, anywhere else yeah, if no. you don't draft him. And those are deep rosters. Uh, and he'll be plugged in when he goes off. But that's the thing. When is it going to be? He's probably going to be the type of guy that has a boom game once every three games or something like that and then has a lot of duds in between. So best ball DFS type play makes sense. I like what you're saying about replacing Deshaun Jackson and Arians likes to go deep. So he will get his shots. I just don't believe in the guy. George, are you in on Perriman at all? Interested? Like I'm Jim? interested, sure. I think someone someone besides Godwin and Evans should break out there. We saw that all three of them worked well last year when Humphreys was there. Uh, my worry about Perriman, now, you can go either way you want. Sorry, Perriman finally got it Cleveland. Now he's in a different system. Is it going to take him long to get it again? You know, that sort of thing there. But I think he's worthy of at least a dartboard throw at the end of your draft. Right, round 14, bing, see what happens. Does it work out? You move on. And I think he's probably worthy of a little bit more than that. I don't think he's a guy I mind having on my reserve bench. So once again, I was a wide receiver four, wide receiver five. I don't mind that. We expect this to be a pass-heavy offense. Therefore, there should be enough throws to go around to help everybody. I don't think Perry's going to break out. I mean, it's something, something great. But I think as a reserve wide receiver, he'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah, I, listen, I like this guy when he got drafted because obviously he's got those freakish tools. Uh, absolutely flies. big. 6'2", 215, you know, <laughs> all, all the metrics you like. But, you know, I gave up after a couple of years because injuries and he just wasn't panning out. And now, you know, maybe he could re, uh, revitalize his career here in Tampa Bay. We'll see. Um, but let's go, to, let's go to Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. Let's go to the running backs here. Uh, right now, Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber. We don't really know who's going to you know, start here. It's probably going to be a committee, more than likely. They're both going to see their touches. They signed Andre Ellington, which is a sleeper, especially in the passing game and PPR formats. Um, but Ronald Jones is, to me, the guy you want to get here. Uh, I think he's a very valuable RB4, uh, you know, if you could get him there. And he's currently going as an RB43 in NFC, NFC ADP, uh, which is, you know, RB4 territory. Guys, starting with you, George. In on Ronald Jones, uh, would you rather have Barber, even though Barber, listen, he's very pedestrian. He's not, uh, uh, he's a backup running, career backup running back, this guy. Uh, and Ellington, yeah, he's older. They signed him for a reason for the pass catching, but he's not going to carry the load. It looks like, I think Jones is going to win this jump. He also gained 13 pounds this offseason. I think Tampa wants Jones to win a job. I mean, they want, they want him to show something. Top pick last year, that, uh, what, second round pick, they didn't, uh, didn't really get on the field much. He was a uh, pretty close to a disaster right now. So I think they want to give him a shot. I think he'll get every shot to win it. I don't know if he can, but I think he'll get the opportunity to do so. I think you put it right. Peyton Barber at this point, eh, nice backup. Backup running, NFL running back, not someone you want, really want in your fantasy team. Am I drafting Jones? Oh, God. Uh, I'm not targeting him, though. You know, if he comes up on my team, it's be as a running back four. 
a shot with upside. I think there is upside there. Once again, he could end up winning the starting job there. He'll never see an eight-man front. He'll be like, is he a seven-man front? Exactly. If, the, if that offensive line can open up holes, the room should be there for him to do some damage. But I'd be lying. I, listen, I don't have the same faith in him that you do, the free Rojo stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite there. Uh, I, know you're, I know you're on board. Uh, I'm going to need some convincing. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to convince you as the preseason goes along. But I like it. Listen, uh, half of, part of that is a little bit of a running joke from last year, hashtag free Rojo, because he was an absolute disaster last year. And I loved him as one of the top rookies going in, him and Kerryon Johnson. Uh, but he floundered, obviously. So uh, this year I think he has the shot. Listen, they didn't draft anybody. They signed Ellington, who's not really going to you know, compete with touches when you're talking about pounding it up the middle as a workhorse back. Uh, I think this is his job to take. And like you said, if the passing game's doing well, if they're able to do this with the Bruce Arian system and get it downfield and, and score points, I think Rojo will have his opportunities because he won't see an, a stacked box. Uh, there'll be open holes, and he'll get a chance to drive through those. My only concern is that offensive line, which worries me. But, you know, we've seen plenty of times before bad offensive lines and the running backs be able to do well and produce as even RB2s, RB3s in that system. And where you're getting him right now is an RB4. I think it's pretty good value because he's almost a starter. You're getting him as an RB4 starter. It's pretty good there, Jim Day. Any last words, Jim Day, before we're out of here? Free Rojo. Hashtag free Rojo, baby. I love it. I'm getting them all on board. Get on the board, Goon Squad, Goon Squad. BFFs are next. Check it out. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Thursday. We'll see you all tomorrow.